Welcome to Long Story Short Podcast, where we reveal short stories of an active, living God who shows up in everyday life. You paid the price for all the world to me. You paid the price for all the world to see. And for those who choose you now, Shalom. Welcome to Long Story Short Podcast. This is podcast number eight. I'm Lisa, and next to me is Brent. Some time has passed since our last story, and a lot has taken place. We had a number of ideas for stories to share. There was talk of giving you the background behind this podcast or sharing a few of our own personal stories. We also hope to give you some practical tips and resources on telling your story. And then January happened. We hadn't seen it coming. Not really. It's the kind of thing you try not to think about, even though there were clear indications of what was ahead. Still, we came through the holidays prayerful and hopeful that it wouldn't be knocking at our door. By it, we're talking about death. One of the reasons death is such an uncomfortable topic is that it goes against everything we are. After all, God created us to live. And yet we live with the tension between knowing that his eternal spirit lives in us and knowing that at some point we will die. We were never meant to live with that tension. We might get distant hints of this tension on the evening news where death is commonly spoken about. But it's so commonplace that we're almost immune to its reality. Eventually, though, death does loom at our doors, and we're forced to acknowledge its existence. With it comes all sorts of emotions and reactions that we never can plan for. Pain, suffering, and separation from those we love. And death masquerades as if it's more powerful than the life giver himself. The emotion can feel more intense and real than the eternal life that's in us. With that in mind, the author George MacDonald says, When most oppressed, when most weary of life, as our unbelief would phrase it, let us remind ourselves that it is truth, the inroad and presence of death we are weary of. So we found ourselves a bit weary of death by the end of January. One friend of ours lost his father after a long bout with illness. Another friend lost her brother-in-law very unexpectedly. A dear woman from church lost her battle with a long-term medical condition. Brent had several co-workers who lost loved ones, and we have parents and several friends who are facing very serious illnesses. And while it may be hard to explain to those who aren't pet lovers, we also had to say goodbye to a sweet cat that Brent had for 18 years. It was actually, I was actually surprised at how painful it was to say goodbye to her. I had grown up with cats, lots of cats, not all at the same time, but because we lived on a busy road, I'm afraid they didn't last very long. I vividly remember telling myself I'd never have a cat when I grow up. It was 
too painful to love them and then lose them over and over. And I honestly never got over the concept of keeping a litter box in your house. I don't know if it's God's sense of humor or not, but he led me to marry a husband with not one, but two cats. One of those cats died before we married, but Jomi remained. And let's be honest, she wasn't too, af- too fond of me. She had claws and teeth and wasn't afraid to use them. Even if I reached out to pet her, she'd hiss at me, declaring her dismay at my presence in her home. Now fast forward five years to January 2014. There I was, bedridden, with a serious illness for months. And guess who was there to keep me company? Jomi and I had become good friends by then. But up until my illness, she had never been a lap cat. Yet during those months, months, she spent more time on my lap than off of it. This reminded me of a story by Madeline Lingle. In her book, Walking on Water, she writes, During the Second World War, one of my friends was an English woman who was married to an RAF officer. Daily, she walked with vulnerability not knowing whether or not his plane would be shot down. One day, he was allowed an unexpected leave before a dangerous mission and came home to London for a brief visit with his wife and three small children. Joyfully, she left him at home, took all their food coupons, and went shopping to prepare as festive a meal as could be procured in wartime London. While she was gone, there was an unexpected daytime raid and her house was hit. Her husband, her three small children, were killed. During the rest of the war, she worked hard, was helpful to many other people. She did her passionate grieving in private. Ultimately, she met a man who fell in love with her and asked her to marry him. It was, she said, the most difficult decision she had ever had to make in her life. If she did not marry again, if she had no more children, she was safe. She could not be hurt again as she had not as she had been hurt. If she remarried, if she had more babies, she was opening herself to total vulnerability. It is easier to be safe than to be vulnerable. But she made the dangerous decision. She dared to love again. In the book, Walking on Water, Madeline goes on to say, I told this story once at a college, and during a reception, a handsome young philosophy professor came up to me. She had been married, and her husband had died. She told me that she was not going to do as the English woman had done. She was never going to open herself up to that kind of pain again. She refused to be vulnerable. Madeline ends the story saying, quote, I do not think that I would want to be a student in her philosophy classes. That story is a great picture of how death can taunt us into surrendering life, even while we still have breath. 
In a vain attempt to avoid pain and death, we make vows not to love or care. We distance our hearts to keep from being vulnerable. In essence, we concede to death prematurely. In doing that, we may avoid some forms of pain, but we also miss out on the uncountable gifts that come with loving someone or even a pet. It's been hard to lose pets and friends and family members, but over and over we see God heal and show up in the midst of all that pain. Here's just a few ways we saw him take care of us. Because of God's perfect timing, Brent had the week off between jobs, allowing him to care for our Jomi in her last days. And as hard as it was, we held her in our arms as the life left her little body. In that moment, we felt a sting in our hearts, and it was palatable how much death is just not what we were intended for. We feel like that experience made an indelible change in us. We received cards and phone calls from caring people. It was healing to connect with those who had known Jomi and how special she had been to us. With all the experiences of death around us, it forced the topic of death to surface, and Brent and I found ourselves having conversations we hadn't had before about fears and questions and faith. We wondered aloud about heaven. Death is a mysterious reality, but it's bonding to share that conversation together. We were also privileged to experience the sweetness of community in our Sunday school class as people shared stories about the friend whose life had been lost. There were tears, but there was also laughter because this friend had meant a great deal to so many. People spoke of wanting to continue to live out some of the best qualities they had seen in her. Her life made a difference. If you saw the portrayal of C.S. Lewis in Shadowlands, you, may be rem- you might remember a particularly poignant quote when his wife, who was dying of cancer, tells him, The pain then is part of the happiness now. That's the deal. Interestingly enough, just as we typed the final text for this story, I got an email from the founder of Stephen Ministries. January 19th had marked the anniversary of his wife's death. It seemed to be no coincidence that he noted how Valentine's Day can be a time when a grieving person can almost certainly feel a loved one's absence more acutely, even if the loss was long ago. He suggested that you can offer a special gift on that day by calling that person. Simply say that you were thinking of him or her and share a heartfelt thought or favorite memory about their loved one. He realized that people may worry that mentioning the loss will hurt the grieving person, but his experience assured that more often the person will appreciate how you remembered and cared. We've posted his article on this subject in the blog notes. We've also posted a beautiful story of a couple loving one another most beautifully as one of them wrestles with a chronic illness. Our intention isn't for the topic of this podcast to be heavy or dark, especially on Valentine's Day, but instead full of the hopeful reality of life and death. Remembering the vulnerability of life, we pray you look for joy in loving people well today. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for listening to another installment of Long Story Short Podcast. 
We appreciate you and your encouragement. And thanks for subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher. That's right, we've added Stitcher as an outlet for all Android users. iTunes and Stitcher, that's how you get automatic feeds for each story. As we've gone out and told people about LongStoryShortPodcast.com, we have found ourselves explaining to people that it is through these feeds that that's how you get automatic updates on when a new story is available for you to listen to. And then if you submit a review via iTunes or Stitcher, that's how you can help us get the word out. By submitting a review, the podcast gets stronger visibility. And the point of the podcast is to share God's stories with more people. So we thank you ahead of time for sharing it with friends on social media and for submitting that review. That's how we invite you up into this story, our story for the podcast itself. That's how you can take and have a role in getting this word out. Don't forget to check out the website where you can listen directly to all the previous stories with related links. Go ahead and leave comments there. And thanks again to Les Elias for his music contributions. You can check out links to Les's music on the blog notes. And Les has been a contributor to Long Story Short Podcast in two previous podcast episodes. You can email us directly at lsshortpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at lsshortpodcast. That's the fastest way to connect with us. What's your story? What role have you been called to play? Remember, publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Bye-bye. I wish they would all see.